According to the New York Times article, How Do We Tell a New Generation of Teenagers About the Vietnam War? The majority of ground troops in Vietnam were teenagers and those who had recently been teenagers. This is exactly the age group that Rachel Eastman teaches U.S. history to at Clear Creek High School in League City, Texas, about 30 minutes southeast of Houston. A homeschooled student from kindergarten through high school, Rachel decided to become a teacher after her professors at the College of the Ozarks made history come to life for her. She believes that students who value history will, in turn, become empathetic and thoughtful citizens who are invested in civil discourse and community involvement. It's this belief that inspired her Fund for Teachers Fellowship proposal, which ultimately made her a 2020 Fund for Teachers Fellow. Welcome to Fund for Teachers, the podcast. I'm Carrie Caton, and the goal of each episode is to elevate teachers as the inspiring architects of their careers, classrooms, and school communities. In this special Memorial Day episode, we visit with Rachel Eastman. As the history department team lead, Rachel creates engaging learning experiences for her students, including a long-standing relationship with local military veterans. In crafting her fellowship proposal to research the Vietnam War, Rachel attended a veterans meeting and sought their input for designing an experience that would make Vietnam and the war meaningful and relevant to her students. As a result, she will explore, document, and photograph historic sites while also volunteering with the nonprofit Peace Trees to enhance instruction of this era and accompany learning provided through Vietnam veterans' classroom visits. How did you decide to craft this particular fellowship, Rachel? Well, as soon as I heard about Fun for Teachers, I immediately knew that I wanted to go to Vietnam. That was never in question. Ever since taking a history course in college, it was always really meaningful to me. And then as I became a teacher myself, I had the opportunity to bring some veterans into my classroom. So when I heard about Fun for Teachers, I knew I wanted to go to Vietnam. The question was more, how do I make this a meaningful trip that impacts my students and impacts the community? And so from there is when I decided to actually reach out to the veterans themselves and ask their opinion on what would make my fellowship most meaningful. How did you go about making those connections? It actually happened quite organically. We had a student in a fellow teacher of mine's class who was an ROTC. And as he knew we were coming up on the Vietnam unit, he said, I have this friend who's a Vietnam veteran. I really think he would love to come and talk to the class. So the friend of mine reached out to Dave Frazier. He goes by Grampy Dave because he calls himself everybody's Grampy. And he is just wonderful. He is the best storyteller you can imagine. And he has been so gracious to continue to come to our class every year and tell his stories. And it's been incredibly impactful. He always comes and then each year he'll bring different veterans with him, depending on who's available at the time. Do you find that your students are hesitant when they have someone with the aura of a veteran coming in who's had wartime experience I actually don't feel like they're hesitant at all. They are very eager to ask questions. And so really, I have to work on the talking with them about what questions are appropriate. So we spend a lot of time before veterans come to our classroom. We pre-write our questions. 
I usually have a long conversation with the students about what they most want to learn about. And I send that list to the veterans because they too want to come into class feeling comfortable and kind of knowing where the dialogue is going to go. What are the questions? What are, and what are the students, what are they interested in, Rachel? Well, I always tell them that we're going to ask easy questions, that we're not journalists, we're not going to try to pry or ask really personal questions, that we're going to ask questions that are kind of easy to answer and then see where it goes. So they'll ask questions like, what were your sleeping conditions? What's the craziest food you ate? Walk me through a day in your shoes. Usually they want to know, did you choose to sign up or were you drafted? And so we start the conversation really quite casually, but as it continues, not one time has it not become very deep and meaningful by the end. But I want that to come from the veterans being willing to bring that up themselves instead of us sort of asking them these hard-hitting questions. And we've been really fortunate that they've been willing to be vulnerable and honest and really talk about the more difficult aspects. So they'll usually share fun memories as well. Grampy Dave tells the most hilarious stories. The kids are just on the edge of their seats. But he also talks about the difficult aspects as well and what his life was like returning home from the war. And so it's a very powerful time for everyone involved. I think you mentioned that you've taught them how to be appreciative and send thank you notes. It's really interesting to read the notes because I see a different side of the students than maybe I was even aware of. When veterans come to visit our classroom, you see a different side of the students. And sometimes the students that are most hesitant to learn in a traditional learning environment who are maybe a bit obstinate or have some behavior issues are actually typically the ones who are most engaged when we have guest speakers come in. And so reading their letters gives me sort of a glimpse into a deeper side of them than maybe I wasn't aware of. Many times they will express how meaningful it was to them because they're considering joining the military as well, and it gave them some insight into that avenue. A lot of students actually mention that they have family members who fought in war, but those family members have been hesitant to share their stories. And so those kids are really grateful that these veterans are willing to come in and talk about the war when maybe their uncle or grandpa or father is not been able to do so. So you had a really thriving program going, Rachel, that you had created prior to Fund for Teachers. Then you came to an information session and you thought, maybe this is how I can go to Vietnam and round this out. But then you mentioned in your proposal that you did something that I find incredibly compelling and and that you went to a veterans meeting and asked them as part of writing your proposal, what should I learn? What should I bring back? And can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Absolutely. So I feel very honored and thankful that they've allowed me to attend meetings. Every time I go, I feel a little insecure in sitting there because I don't have those shared experiences with them. And so for them to be willing to be vulnerable and open up to one another and have myself there is truly an honor. And usually there are one or two other people there who are not veterans but are just there for support. So as I was writing this proposal, I was struggling with how do I make this the most meaningful? And I thought, who better to ask than the veterans themselves? And so I went to the meeting and asked 
their opinion on what I should do. And it was very interesting to listen to them speak. One veteran had a trip planned himself, and a lot of the veterans feel a sense of healing from returning and seeing how Vietnam has healed since the war. And all of them really emphasized how beautiful the Vietnamese people are and the importance of connecting with the people. One veteran said something that really stuck with me, and he said, bring home the beauty. To them, it is important that we look at Vietnam just not simply as the war, but also the country itself, the people, and the reconciliation that has happened since the war. Several of the veterans piped up and mentioned different places they had been and thought that it would be meaningful for me to travel to those locations and take photographs because they think it's powerful to look at the images of what happened to those areas during the war, but then also where they are now and how far they've come. Just so incredible to me that they would want to talk about the beauty coming from that wartime experience, that that's what they would want their, the students to see. So then you got their input. Did you get any input from your students in, in writing this proposal? Did they know that you were doing this and wanting to go to Vietnam? They did. I wish that I had the opportunity to talk to my students from last year because they're the ones who have actually spoken to the veterans. And I was really disappointed this year, actually. Our day where the veterans were going to come and speak with us was canceled because of COVID. They were coming back two days after spring break, and so they weren't able to. The other opportunity that we have veterans come is toward the end of the year. So my students this year, they missed out on that, which makes me sad because I think that those two days are some of the most meaningful of the year. Typically, we have the Vietnam Veteran Day, and then also someone will come from Iraq or Afghanistan as well. So I haven't seen them since I found out about the proposal. So that'll be neat to be able to tell them at the beginning of the next school year because I do think that it matters that as teachers, we are seeking out authentic experiences for ourselves and not just trying to promote, oh, you should do the things that you want to do and be tenacious and seek out adventure, but that we are actually modeling that for our students is meaningful. And so I am excited to get to start the next year by talking about the things that I'm passionate about and the experiences that I'm going to be able to have so that I am showing them how to pursue things they're interested about and learn more themselves. You can't beat that firsthand experience of someone describing what that was like, who's connected to our class. So it feels very tangible and real to the students. And now you are going to be one of those people because yes. you are going to Vietnam and you- I know, I'm so excited. You become the primary resource. Tell us a little bit about your fellowship and what you plan to do. Absolutely. So I am basically traveling to different locations that are significant during the war. Sort of the thing I'm most looking forward to is that I will have the opportunity to volunteer with Peace Trees, which is an organization that has sought to bring reconciliation after the war. They demine areas and plant trees. I had already planned on visiting Peace Trees just from looking online and reading other teachers' experiences. I thought it was an amazing organization. And then when I went to the veterans meeting, one of the veterans actually mentioned 
that he thought that would be amazing if I could connect with them. So that sort of solidified that that was what I was supposed to do. But I am going to be able to plant trees and then go through some educational classes to learn more about the work that they do. Are there any places in particular that you're most interested in seeing after talking with the veterans or anywhere in particular that they said was very important for you not to miss? Yes, I'm going to start in Ho Chi Minh City. I'm going to go to Quezon. That was one place that they specifically mentioned being very important and that they requested that I photograph. I'm going to go to several locations from the Tet Offensive, different museums, the location for the My Lai Massacre. I'm basically going to try to go to as many places as I can and really sort of hit both sides where I'm looking at some of the more painful parts of the war, like with the massacre, but then also I would do my best to connect with the Vietnamese people. I hope to bring home photographs and videos and stories that really make a connection between what happened in the war and today's society, because it really wasn't very long ago at all. In students' mind, it feels quite long ago, but it's not. And so for them to see the stories of those who lived through the war who are still living really brings that home for them. Before we talk about your plans with students going forward, is there any advice you would give to individuals who would be interested in creating something like this? Any resources that you drew upon or relationships, collaborative partnerships that we might could encourage people to pursue? Sure. Well, the organization that Dave works with is called Transition Plus. But from what I've seen, there are many different organizations. And I found in reaching out to people that many people love to share their stories and love to contribute what they have to offer. And it's really just a matter of putting yourself out there and requesting them to do so. So I would say if you want veterans to visit your classroom and you're not sure where to start, reaching out to the local veterans group is a great place to do that. And obviously not everyone wants to come and share their stories, but in my experience, many do. And I know in Dave's situation, even though maybe it can be difficult to talk about his experience, I believe that he finds healing through doing so. And despite it being difficult, finds that it's very valuable because these are things that students need to know. And I think it's really amazing that students are able to reach out, connect with, thank veterans that are with us today. And so they can sort of try to right the wrongs of the past and the way that those veterans were treated. And that's what I really emphasize with the students is that they have an amazing opportunity to be part of history because the Vietnam veterans were treated so poorly. And that's a really sorrowful chapter in American history. And so for them to to reach out and connect and try to establish some healing. The organization with which Rachel will be volunteering in Vietnam is called Peace Trees. Founded in 1995 by the sister of U.S. Army helicopter pilot Lieutenant Daniel Cheney, who was shot down and killed during the Vietnam War, Peace Trees' mission is to heal the legacy of war by removing dangerous explosives, returning land to safe use, promoting peace, and cultivating a brighter future for the children and families of Vietnam. Since its beginning, Citizen volunteers have cleared 1,500 acres of land and removed and destroyed 110,000 unexploded landmines and planted 44,000 trees. For more information, visit peacetreesvietnam.org. You can also listen to the story of Grampy Dave, also known as David Fraser, 
at clearcreekstories.org slash war. In this special Memorial Day edition of Fund for Teachers, the podcast, we're learning from Rachel Eastman, History Department Team Lead at Clear Creek High School in League City, Texas. She's sharing with us how Vietnam veterans informed her fellowship to explore, document, and photograph historic sites to augment an existing U.S. history collaboration with local veterans. Do you find that your students are surprised at the reception that Vietnam veterans receive? Do they know that chapter of the Vietnam War? I think it is a surprise to them because to America's credit, we really have evolved since then and we don't treat veterans that way. And so for them to hear the stories is something that is sort of hard for them to wrap their minds around because that's not something they have experience with today. And so when Dave comes and talks to class, he talks about how he didn't tell anyone that he was a veteran for a while because of the way that he was treated and his experience in people calling him names and treating him really horrifically. And I know it's small and in the grand scheme of things, but for the students to shake their hands, to tell them they're thankful, and not just for when veterans come to my class, but we talk often about how to treat people in public who have served for us when we have Veterans Day ceremonies. And I think many times students don't reach out and talk to adults that are older than veterans or not because it just feels uncomfortable and they don't know how to do that. And so those are skills that we can teach them as how to shake someone's hand, how to be thankful, how to connect with them, how to ask appropriate questions. And that is a very meaningful life skill that I hope they leave with having been through my class. How do you guide them on on approaching a veteran and how to express their appreciation? Well, we talk about reaching outside of your comfort zone. This may sound a little non-traditional, but I say it might make you feel uncomfortable, but that's okay because your feelings don't matter. What matters is that you power through and do what's hard. Sometimes we have to do things that feel uncomfortable to us, and that's part of being an adult. And I try to be vulnerable with my students and sharing that sometimes I do things that make me feel uncomfortable as well. And that that's okay. We have to grow up and think of other people's feelings. On Veterans Day, I talk to them about how it is important to reach out to relatives that they know and thank them. And that even though it might feel awkward to pick up that phone and call an uncle or a grandpa that you never talk to, and usually I get pushback because they'll say, well, I never talk to them. I just see them at Christmas or that would be so awkward. I say, that's okay. You embrace the awkwardness and know that your momentary discomfort can be really meaningful to the person that you're reaching out to. And so just practicing thinking about other people, thinking empathetically, thinking big picture, not how do I feel in this moment, but how can I impact those around me? Where does this appreciation for military service come from? Is, is this something that you learned in class? And or is it familial? Because it's, it seems as though it runs really deep and it's so authentic and genuine. I think just from going through history courses in college, I mean, it's hard to learn about war over and over again without feeling a deep appreciation for those who have served our country. I can't imagine what that would have been like, that bravery. And so to think of people who are around us all the time and we don't recognize them or take the time to learn from them, I think is really sad if we don't make the most of those opportunities. 
When you return, you had some interesting applications of your learning. Well, I plan on incorporating as much as I can primary sources, videos, photographs, stories, etc., just into the traditional curriculum. But broader than that, I I would like to take what we already do with veterans coming to our class and expand it in some way. Up to this point, we've had the veterans come into the classroom. I've tried to avoid it being really large scale because there's something not as intimate and personal in an auditorium where I feel like those really gripping, heavy stories don't come out as naturally when you feel like you have a microphone and you're in front of a large group of people. So we've had uh, the veterans just come into the classroom. And then typically I'll have at least one other teacher's class come and join us. And we just crowd in as much as we can. Usually students are willing to sit on the floor so they can join in. And since sometimes it can be taxing to talk all day, they won't be able to stay for all the classes. So I'll tell my students about the visit and say, you know, they won't be able to come to your class. Do you want me to write you a pass? And so I end up writing passes for all these students to go out of their other classes, which I'm always a little <laughs> worried about, but they hate to miss it. So from this point on, I, I wanna spend a lot of time thinking about that, thinking about it in the next year, thinking about it on my trip. One of my goals as a teacher is to find ways for students to engage more in the community and have more of a sense of empathy and civic duty. So I'm excited to volunteer with Peace Trees and see what that can tangibly look like and brainstorm and think how I can encourage and promote and model that same community involvement within our school. Well, it's also the age group you're teaching are about to be new voters. Absolutely, yes. And so that's really to instill in students the value of country and duty and sacrifice and civic civil engage civic and civil engagement is just vital. Absolutely. And that's what I emphasize to them many times throughout the year. I'll say this topic is especially important because you're about to be a voter. You're right. And so by seeing how decisions throughout history and foreign policy and domestic policy, the consequences of those should weigh heavily that your vote matters and your involvement in community matters and activism. And so I'm looking forward to finding ways that we can be more tangible in that. We look forward to using this podcast to elevate more teachers as the inspiring architects of their careers, classrooms, and school communities. But you can learn from almost 9,000 Fund for Teachers fellows now by visiting fundforteachers.org slash blog. Or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you to Fund for Teachers fellow Rachel Eastman for making time to visit with us about her collaborative project with local military veterans and her plans for researching the Vietnam War through documentation and volunteering with the nonprofit Peace Trees. I'm Carrie Caton. Thank you for joining us today at Fund for Teachers, the podcast. Until next time, keep learning.